Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be your in-studio guest as I'm going to talk about a topic that I lecture at at Rutgers University at the Entrepreneurial Pioneers Initiative Program for the last three years. And what we're going to talk about is leadership in the, in, in the steps of what, how do you build a high-performing team? And I have a program that's not foolproof, but I think it's pretty good. And it's the five steps to building a high-performing team. I often state that strategies are one thing, but how do we communicate our key directions to our various stakeholders? When you think of a stakeholder, there's many different stakeholders in our respective businesses. You, we have, of course, our customer, who is most important, or equally as important, to our team members who serve our customers. And then we have our suppliers, who supply the goods and services that we utilize within our framework to present our products to the marketplace. And it's so important that we're able to communicate effectively to our key stakeholders. One thing that I always like to do is to start with folks to do an assessment of your current business. What are you currently doing uh, within your, your current practice in regards to building a high-performing team. What is a high-performing team? Is a high-performing team only dictated by the the top-line results or the profits that you you earn for your business? Is it great customer service that your customers are very happy? Is it that you have a communication process that is so clear to your team that everyone understands how the business operates in regards to its policies, its procedures? How do you manage your staff for maximum performance? Do they actually have a job description describing what it is that you want them to do on a daily basis? How do you review their performance? Do you give them good, solid input in regards to their performance? Are you able to balance the, the good results of their performance versus the areas that you want them to improve? Being a leader in a business requires a lot of different skills. Some people ask the question, are leaders born or are they made? I don't know what the true answer is, but based upon my experience, I think anyone can learn to be a great leader. In building a high-performing team, it takes great leadership. And so, as we talk about building high-performing teams and the five steps to building a high-performing team, I think you should start 
with a personal assessment of your, you and your business. Here's a quick exercise. It's a yes or no. We have a mission statement and it has been <clears throat> communicated effectively to the team. Number two, we have outlined our strategy and it has been communicated to the team. We have job descriptions that are tied to our mission and strategy. We have an annual performance objective setting program. We have an operations manual that addresses our business policies. And this manual is online. We have communication strategy and plan to keep our team members up to date on our business, our results, and our policies. We have a training program for our team members. These seven questions, and there could be many more questions, but these are seven key questions that I like to focus on. Typically when I give this seminar, I have a good portion of the audience, typically about 40 people, about 35 of them answer no to five or more of these questions. And when you answer no to these questions, that means that there could be a huge, huge communication gap within your organization. Years ago, before as the world was beginning and folks uh, lived in a village, it was always the elders in the village that would pass along the history of the tribe. And that information was passed on by generation by generation. I have found in, in my daily workings with different CEOs that some of them are still using the tribal village way of, of communicating to their team, which means that maybe the message is getting to everyone. Maybe everyone is, is, is getting the complete message. But we know that that does not work. So when you're looking to do an assessment of your business, you need to look at what are the best practices of peers in other industry organizations. You want to model and compete against the best organizations. This way you know that you know that you're not selling yourself short in any capacity and you're being honest. I always felt that uh, it is so important for a man to look in the mirror and be honest with himself and to understand what is your personal SWOT analysis, your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your threats to your business. You need to develop a gap analysis of your current communication strategy Every day is an opportunity for you to be better. Every day is an opportunity for you to start a new habit for your business. Every day is an opportunity for you to stop a bad habit for your business. Third, 
What tools do you use to communicate with your team or your targeted audience? Do you have weekly meetings? Uh, if, you're, if you're a small shop with a few people, do you have a, have a coffee clutch moment with your team to, to talk about um, the success of the business, the challenges of the business, areas of opportunity? Do you have a town hall meeting? If you're a very large corporation, how do you reach and touch each individual? There's a, there's a movie gladiator that I love to show at a lot of trainings that I do for leaders. And Russell Crowe, who's, who is the uh, head of the, uh, the army, uh, at the beginning of the movie, they're about to go into battle. And it shows how he goes through the, the troops in the ranks and he touches base with all of them to get them ready to go into battle. And then he gives them this very, very high-level motivation speech. And then they head into battle for victory. I would love to see more corporate leaders in their own style to reach out to everyone, no matter at what level they might be, to let them know that this company is great because of your input and your creativity. And communicating with your team is very important. So however you choose to do it, I say, please do it. Then, under this assessment, how do you measure success? Is it merely the balance sheet? Is it merely the, 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 the top line revenue numbers? Is it the great customer service scores? But you need to have a performance dashboard that allows you to measure your success. So when we look at building a high-performing team, We've talked about the assessment interview, the gap analysis. Then you need to talk about the design of your program, the implementation of your program, and the measurement of your program. I always like to talk about the high performance cycle. Where does it start? Where does it end? Where does it continue? The high performance cycle, first you start with what are the goals that you want to achieve? And then who within your leadership ranks are going to help your team achieve these goals? What are the roles of the people who are going to be involved in this high performance cycle? What are the processes that they will put in place to achieve these goals? What are the resources that they're going to need to achieve these goals. Finally, what is the assessment that you will do to measure your success for achieving these goals? The communication cycle is equally important. What you want to do first is to prepare that message, draft that message, and then test it with some colleagues that you feel will give you good and fair 
feedback. Then after you have tested the message, you have refined it and then communicate it to your team. And in communicating this message to your team, you want to listen to the feedback. We are all not perfect. We all have our strengths, our weaknesses, and our opportunities and threats. So you want to listen to your team to hear their feedback because their feedback is going to allow you to refine that message and make it better. After you listen, reply, and refine that message. And then go out to the market with your message. So when we look at the recipe for building a high-performing team, it's, it's, it's a delicious eight-piece pizza, if you will, where we talk about establishing the mission, establishing the strategy, objectives, and tactics. What is the POA, the plan of action? Creating the org chart in job descriptions is very, very important. So everyone knows who's doing what and what is their role and responsibility. The performance objective setting and review is very important. As Mayor Koch used to say, how am I doing? I think we want to do that at every level within our business, asking that question. How are we doing? How am I doing? What can I do better? What is the PMI? What are my pluses or my minuses or my interesting points? The operations manual is so important. The operations manual details how we conduct business, how we provide credits, um, what is our billing policy, what is our return policy. What are the policies that are in your head but, is, but, are, but are not in your employee's head. That's what I want you to develop is an operations manual that's transparent and very clear. And if something needs to be adjusted, discuss it, adjust it, and, and update it. But always keep a historical record of your operations manual versions. This way you can see the chronological change or shift or improvement of your process and procedures. Last but not least, training and communication. Training and communication is so important. Too often when we hire someone, we hire someone because of success that they've had at a previous company or in another position. But we assume that they have the skill set that can be immediately applied to our business. Yes, they can apply some of their skills, but how you want to conduct business, you need to train them on that facilitation. That is very, very important. So when you think about the, the focus of the company, the mission statement, do you have one? Why is it important? Well, it's important for everyone to know what your company is looking to achieve. This way that you then can focus on your objectives, tie right back 
to your mission statement along with your strategy and tactics. So a successful foundation for a business, you have the mission, the objective, strategy, and the tactics, the job description, the objective setting for the individuals, the performance reviews, and the compensation for the job that they're doing. When we think about the human capital as one of the most important assets that you have, you need to give thought to the communication and training, the policies and procedures, and just as important is the fairness and consistency as to how you treat each and every team member. When you look at the onboarding process, I grew up in a grocery store. I had the firsthand benefit of working with my mother and knowing what our policies and procedures were because she was very consistent and diligent in making sure that we knew. And, and I apply this in any business that I work with or business that I work in. We want to make sure that we understand when we look at the onboarding process that we have a recruiting process that everyone understands. We have an interviewing process that is consistent that we can have several folks within our organization to do interview because everyone knows what we're looking for. The selection process should be based upon a criteria that is consistent and fair, but also ties into our mission. And then the training program, we wanna make sure that once folks are selected, that we're providing them with the proper training so that they can implement our process and procedures and our policies fairly and consistently. Then, of course, comes the assessment. And the assessment should not only should not just be done once a year. The assessment should be every day, formally once once a month, so that the at the end of the twelfth month, when the individual is during their annual review, it's not a surprise. So, as we said, we we have the the self assessment. Um, in regards to um, do you have a mission statement and has it been communicated? Um, have you outlined your strategy? Has that been communicated? Do you have job descriptions that are tied to your mission and strategy? Do you have an annual performance objective setting program? Do you have an operation manual that addresses your business policies? And do you have a consistent communication strategy to keep your team members and your customers up to date on what's going on with your business? Last but not least, having a training program for your team members. You've heard me say training programs several times. I cannot stress enough the importance of having a training program. There is now a tool called Coursera. Coursera is an online uh, facility for people to take courses and for free. And this is a great tool that will benefit a lot of small businesses or large businesses where you have an individual who wants to learn something that's outside of their job scope, but they want to interview for a position in the future. So uh, I, I, I strongly urge you to consider Coursera.org. So we talked about step two is identify the gap analysis. Um, 
identify the gaps in your mission statement, your strategy, your job description, performance objective and review process, your operations manual, your communication strategy, and your training program. Step three is what is your plan of action? What is the particular item you want or, t or topic you want to address? What is the objective of that particular item? For example, you might say, um, we want to increase sales by 30% and because your, your sales are down. And then you ask yourself, okay, so how are we going to do that? And so after you, you have your objective, you say, well, what are the key tasks to address this item? And then there's the five W's and H, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and how. Who's going to do this? How is it going to be done? What needs to be done? When does it need to be done? Where does it need to be done? And then, of course, the time to achieve the completion of the task. How much time are we, is it going to take for us to complete this particular project to get these sales up? You can build a very simple Gantt chart. Step four is your implementation plan. Again, you start with the task, what needs to be done, the responsibility, who will do it, the timing, when will it get done, the strategic importance, why is it important, the place of the activity, where will this task be done. Step five is the performance dashboard. What is the item that you want to achieve, to address? What is the key deliverable? What is the target date? And what is the completion of the task? One being in just getting started to five being completed. So when folks start asking me questions about getting started and, and next steps, I ask them this question, what is your starting point? Where, where are you in this process in regards to your gap analysis about your business? What is your assessment of your company? Have you done a very honest SWOT analysis of your business? SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. The strengths and weaknesses pertain to internal to your company. What is your company's strengths? What are your, your weaknesses? The opportunities and threats refer externally to what are the opportunities in your marketplace that you feel that you can utilize for your business? And then what are the threats? The threats could be competitors. It could be the economy. It could be government legislation. But what are the things that you should be mindful about in regards to that? Your company's mission. If you don't have one, write a very simple one. And, 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 and remember, it can always be very fluid. You do not have to lock it in and say, this is it and we're stuck with this. As you evolve and grow, so should your mission statement. Establishing the organization objective and strategic plan of action. It doesn't need to be a manuscript. It just needs to be clear, clearly defined.
and understandable. Based upon your organization objective and your strategic plan of action, have you prepared the job descriptions, the objective setting, the performance reviews, and the training? Again, a lot of documentation. Start simple bullet points, but clear bullet points that lead to a very clear objective. What is your communication strategy? If you don't have one, you need to develop one. And communication both internally and externally uh, to, to your, your team members and to your customers and to your market. Do you have a performance dashboard? How do you measure success? Again, this is vi very, very important to keep score so that you know how you're doing. And if you're not doing as well as you want, then to further understand what is it that we need to do differently so that we will have a different result, a better result. So in summation, I've enjoyed this time uh, this morning talking about a topic that I love to, to lecture about, building high-performance team. One of the key factors is establishing a solid foundation of information in regards to your business, in regards to how you want to operate your business. What is the type of culture you want to have within your business? How do you want your customers to feel when they come into your, your business? How do you want them to feel when they enter into your website? How do you want, how do you want them to feel when they are speaking to one of your representatives on the phone? And empowering your team members with information about what your company is all about will ensure that they can communicate effectively with your customers, with your colleagues, with your suppliers, your vendors, and even your competitors. Establish that strategic direction. Very important. So everyone knows we want to achieve $1 million in sales by the year 2016. And this is how we're going to do it. Establishing the policies and procedures so everyone knows how the program is going to work and how everyone is going to work together, how we deal with different business issues that will come across our desk. Providing your folks a training program, a training program that will demonstrate to them that you want to make a good investment in them. And that investment is going to help, is going to return tenfold in regards to how they will perform. The three C's, consistency, commitment, and conviction. As a leader, you must be consistent. You must have that commitment and that conviction that no matter what the situation is, uh, you're the person who's going to be very diplomatic in dealing with it, and you're going to be consistent and fair. As I always like to say, the three M's, manage, monitor, and motivate. My brother Gaffney always says, inspect what you expect. If you've asked someone to do something, well, inspect their work. Most of all, have fun 
being profitable. And you want to make sure that you're conveying having fun. I'm seeing that uh, some of the large publishing shops now, it's not becoming fun anymore. Actually, people are dreading going into work because the atmosphere is not collegial as it once was. You want to make sure that you have a very collegial environment. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week on on leadership. This is Darrell Gunter, your host. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this show on how to build a high-performing team. I look forward to hearing you in uh, on the airwaves. Uh, you can, if you've missed any part of the show or any of our other shows, you can always catch us on iTunes at iTunes U, Seton Hall University, and under the show Leadership. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend. Remember, leadership begins with you.